0: but you can't call a pig a horse without being laughed at, and you can't call this thing that people do just because they feel like it a leadership style if it's just someone misusing authority. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall, I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. So hi, and welcome to episode one of the Leadership Gym. That's right, episode one. Really excited about this podcast. If you have been to the Leadership Gym, then you already know it's at leadershipgym.com. If you have not, and if you're listening to this As it's released, we haven't opened the doors yet, so it'll be just a little while, Uh, but you can go to leadershipgym.com and sign up for the wait list. It'll be coming really soon. If you're listening to this well after it was recorded, then you already know probably that the doors to the Leadership Gym are open, and inside, we are creating tons of resources for leaders, and we're covering a lot of ground in there so that leaders can virtually solve any challenge they're facing relative to leading their team, leading. Yeah themselves, uh, leading really any group of people. And, and we explore leadership a little differently there. We actually dig into the neuroscience associated with it in a lot of cases. And we give you tools and techniques and models and lots of different opportunities to think about the way you want to lead and do that with, with human behavior in mind and how it actually changes and how we shift it and how we have impact on others. We're going to break all of that open for you there. So I hope you'll join us. Today, what I wanted to talk about is this concept of leadership style. It's something that you hear a lot, that people say a lot, that's just someone's leadership style. And I guess it's been a few years now, but I remember coaching a director-level leader in an organization I was working with. And she was telling me about the challenges she felt dealing with her boss. Her boss was the vice president in the organization, and she was going through these challenges as a list. There were a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, she talked about his need for everything to be his idea. She talked about his need for sort of this independent approach to solving problems where he would essentially just lock himself in, in the office, think he only had the solution, figure it out, and then come out and just decree it <laughs> to everyone. She talked about him creating urgency through fear when a deadline was near, when the, the organization had to move quickly. Quickly, he used fear as a tool there. And she went through all of this, and then she said, That's just his leadership style. That's just his leadership style. Now, this is just one instance that I distinctly remember, but I can share with you that there have been hundreds of conversations where someone characterized a set of behaviors that often they found problematic or unleadership like, and they reported them as someone's leadership style when you think about that and you think about the, the concept of, of sort of this style in general what they're really saying is that's just their impulses on how they get things done that's just their way of freaking out when they're stressed or that's just their go-to default process when they haven't done any real leadership work or planning in that area essentially we're saying that's just what they feel like doing. I've heard people say things like, you never really get any positive feedback from that person, but that's just their leadership style. Or they're pretty abrupt and they don't often give you much support, but that's just their leadership style. Or they don't really give you any clarity about your role, they just expect you to figure it out, but that's just their leadership style. Look, there are whole books written and courses developed and infographics created, all designed to find your leadership style. In the 1930s, a a psychologist named Kurt Lewin came up with a framework. And he declared at that time, back in the 30s, that there are three main leadership styles, autocratic, democratic, and laissez-faire. I also did a little additional research because this style thing's been around for a while and I came up with articles listing nine different leadership styles. The bottom line is we've got a lot of different ways of describing how leaders work and we're calling them all leadership style. So they listed things like autocratic leadership and they, they talked about it as one of the strictest types of leading. Autocratic leaders tend to have complete control over the decision-making process, as if that's still a leadership style, <laughs> as if you would call complete control a definition of leadership that works today. Bureaucratic leadership, although not as strict as autocratic leaders, they, they put this into a category of also strict and tended to strictly enforce regulations and statuses in the hierarchy. As if anyone would define that as really good leadership today, we start to think about it. And as we go through these conversations here on the Leadership Gym Podcast, we'll talk a lot about what leadership does mean. But it's really important to understand as we think about this concept of leadership style that there's lots of things that leadership does not mean and those are just as important if we're trying to figure out how to help a group of people become more capable, become more productive, become more successful. They listed charismatic leadership as one of the styles, talking about an infectious presence that motivates their team with a lot of likability, and that can certainly be a characteristic of a leader but you can also have a really bad manager who does those things. They just don't do some of the other things associated with it. Democratic leadership, and, and this really was talked about as a way of making decisions, right? So unlike autocratic or bureaucratic leaders, a democratic leader often sort of put puts things up for a vote or lets the team decide. Now, that's okay too, up to a point where at least getting people involved in the process. However, we're also saying that maybe we're, we're not able to make a decision and so everything goes up for a vote. That can, that can be a situation that creates a lot of chaos and ambiguity in the system as well. Laissez-faire leadership. So this is sort of a hands-off approach, which is good in some situations. It could also leave people not clearly understanding expectations, not having a definition for what good looks like in a role, in which case it isn't. Servant leadership, servant leaders share power and decision decision making with their subordinates. And that makes sense, right, when you think about it. But it's also a challenge if you work with people. It's like, wait, who am I serving? Am I serving my employees? Am I serving the company? Am I serving my peers? Am I serving our need for results at the end of this quarter? Like I have a lot of masters in leadership maybe, and I've got to understand that maybe I need to serve a bunch of them, but i got to balance between that. Sometimes that's left out of this whole servant leadership kind of approach. There were also things in there like situational leadership where we sort of start to put people in boxes and then react to them based on how skilled they are or how long they've been there or how capable they are. And there's an awful lot of things that we should certainly work with an individual to figure out. And certainly there will be individual tendencies as we do that and we'll have to work with people a little differently. But there may not just be three or four boxes that we put people in. There may be a process that we use to help anyone take the next step toward their success. Transactional leadership. Transactional leader uses a reward consequence system to motivate employees to achieve success and discourage them from failure. This is what we often hear referred to as the carrot and the stick. And certainly we have worked with a lot of bosses or a lot of managers maybe in our world that just used this, they use consequences and what they thought to be incentives. If you start to look at what really engages teams of people, this kind of leadership really doesn't work all that well either. Transformational leadership. And they describe this as more effective than charismatic leadership and also motivates the team to build confidence and accountability. I don't know how you'd describe that as one style of leadership, but if your team doesn't have confidence or accountability, you can be sure you may not be leading. (laughs) It may not be a thing that you're doing if if we just lump it into this one thing of transformational leadership. It sounds good. It's just to say that um, it, it really starts to describe the things that should be involved in any kind of leadership. And so we've got a whole lot of styles out there. We've got this concept of leadership style, and I know it's my first podcast episode here, and maybe it's a little early for this, but I wanna hop on the soapbox for just a second. The reason is, I wanna get this point across. If it's not actual leadership, we should probably stop calling it a leadership style. It's just how someone in authority Feels like acting. A leadership style has to be actual leadership, not the description of someone's behavior that isn't leadership at all. Think about it this way. If you hired a salesperson and they never sold anything, you had them on your team for six months and you had a team of salespeople and they haven't sold a thing, would you say, oh, that's just their selling style? And if they said that, would it be okay? Hey, you haven't sold anything yet. Yeah, that's just my selling style. Would that be okay? No. And why is it okay in leadership if it's not okay when we're thinking about some other sort of skill set or ability to execute in a certain area? What if you were watching a race and one of the runners lined up backwards and then ran the race backwards? And you might say, wow, he never wins anything. What if the person next to you said, yeah, he's out there a lot. He never wins anything. But that's just his running style. That would never happen. The coach would immediately start to work with him on developing a style that actually worked for winning races, if that's what you're trying to do. By the way, this is a little aside in the middle of a soapbox session. (laughs) Have you ever run any real distance backwards? I did it in practice for sports several years ago for really short distances but I was in CrossFit for like 15 minutes last year and the purely evil person leading the class uh, made us run like a long ways like half a mile backwards and that's just difficult. All right, back to the soapbox. If you had a friend that was mean to everyone around them or just wasn't nice to people would you say that's just their friend style? (laughs) You never would. It would be ridiculous and so is this. It is ridiculous for us to call non-leadership, or really bad leadership, a leadership style. And what's important about this is if we keep doing it, then we don't start to think or cause ourselves to think or cause the organization to think about what really is a style of leadership if just the behavior that people pick, even if they're not leading, If we use that to define anything anyone does in authority, we're missing a real opportunity here to start to figure out what good leadership really looks like. Leadership gets increasingly more successful results while keeping an increasingly more capable team fully engaged. You might describe it that way, but there's lots of things that people do in authority that don't do any of that. So we can debate the meaning of leadership a lot here, and we will. But you can't call a pig a horse without being laughed at, and you can't call this thing that people do just because they feel like it a leadership style if it's just someone misusing authority. Okay, I'll slide the soapbox back. But it's really important that we do begin to define leadership as what it should be and be really clear about the sets of results that it actually gets and part of that is that we don't define leadership as what people in roles that have authority do period like if we just make it that anyone in authority whatever they do that's a leadership style we're in trouble it's important for anyone to to think about what leadership really is for them in order to see if their version of leadership is working out or not. If they haven't defined it, they can't measure it. It's okay to be learning. It's okay to be figuring this out. It's just not okay to say whatever I do from this role of bossdom is leadership. <laughs> the truth is we're all figuring it out. I did a workshop uh, several years ago, a leadership workshop for kids, and it was one of the most fun days that that I ever w- was involved in in this work, and it was really cool to work with these young kids, and most of them were about 13, 14, 15, somewhere in that ballpark age range. And it was kind of cool to ask them some of the questions that I get to work with leaders on every day. And I asked the kids what leadership meant. And they said things like, well, being in charge, making the decisions, telling people what to do. And that made me kind of sad because that's exactly what we're talking about is anything anyone with authority does is leadership. We worked for a couple of hours on this, and I asked them at the end of that session if their definition of leadership was different, and they said it was, and I was happy about that part. But if we think anyone in a role that means they can make organizational decisions is a leader, then we're headed in the wrong direction. And that's all authority is. It is simply the ability to make organizational changes. That's what it means. Leadership is, is more about making choices than it is following impulses. It's more about responding and not just reacting. It's about supporting people as they learn, grow and accomplish more because of the way you interact with them, not in spite of it. And sometimes it feels like we're trying to be successful in spite of our boss. That's <laughs> not a good spot to be in. It's about building confidence. It's about delivering feedback that actually helps, not just makes you feel like you got it delivered. And it's about taking responsibility for the way you communicate and the way it affects others when you do. It's about asking the right questions, causing the right discussions to happen in an environment, and understanding, really understanding how humans excel in their work. This is about studying and and working hard at the craft of leadership and then practicing new ways of leading so that you can be better than you were, that you can help others accomplish more, that you can set an example for others who also want to lead. It's never about your role. Leadership really isn't about a role or a position or a title, even though there's lots of roles, positions, and titles where we are expected to be leaders. No matter what our leadership style was yesterday, we're now expected to change it into one that actually works for people. It's about being a student of change and and helping others navigate changes that are around them, changes that they're struggling with, changes they have to find their way through. It's about helping them figure that out so that they can become something better, accomplish something more, move on to a a different level of performance, a different level of success. All of this is going to be part of our conversation as we, we figure out what our leadership style should be because... We know what actually gets results in terms of how we interact with other people. Not because we're guessing at it or not because someone else did it or not because we watched one of our bosses in the past act this way. It's not about that at all. Leadership is is a process that we use because we've studied it and we understand it and are able to execute it well, just like any other skill set. Leadership is not an art or a gift or any of those things. It's not even really a style. We may do it differently with our own style, but there's still some fundamental things that leadership has to do well, or it's not leadership. If you don't build a strong culture, if you don't have a fully engaged team, if you can't lead people through change, if you don't coach effectively in ways that help people improve performance, then you are not leading. You may have some authority, but you're still not leading. Leadership is all of those things, and we will keep talking about it here. And also, we're going to share tools, resources, ideas, thoughts, models, and stories that that help you lead yourself and others. And the goal here is that more leaders, more really good leaders out in, in the world, I think that changes the future. And that's essentially what we're working toward, is how do we do that through people? that improve their ability to lead, that consistently work on their ability to lead. Because it's not a one-and-done thing. This requires a lot of regular exercise, and you never get perfect at it. You're always learning more. You're always trying to, to work on your ability to do it more effectively and to get different sets of results, maybe sometimes faster. These are the things we work on as leaders, and these are the things we will continue to talk about, discuss here, dive into, break apart, and have conversations about at the Leadership Gym. Thanks for joining us for this first episode of the Leadership Gym Podcast, and don't call it a leadership style if it isn't. (laughs) I'll see you next week.